Hello and welcome to the Field of Design podcast for your news, stories and nonsense from the sports apparel and sports creative industry. My name is Mason and with me is Nick Bassett. No snappy intro this week, mate. No snappy intro. And we're a man down, man down, man down. But uh, we'll we'll go through, we'll survive. Um, Where is that guy? Great question. Uh, how are you, my, my good man? Are you well? Yeah, doing well. Um, plenty busy. How about yourself? Plenty busy. Plenty going on. I wish I wish I could go into it, but I can't really at the moment. But yeah, lots of things happening. That's what you want. It is. Yes. Uh, let's roll into it because we've got a fair bit of news to get through. If you would like to keep up with the visual references in today's show, you can by following the links in the podcast app's episode description. Otherwise, follow our Instagram at Field of Design Podcast for highlights from the show. Instagram's been getting better these last few weeks. Haven't they? Some stories are rolling through, some regular content being posted. Look at us go. (laughs) You can also get in touch with us via Instagram or via email at fieldofdesignpodcast at gmail.com. Bit of news this week. Let's let's start a little bit off center to what we're usually talking about. Aston Martin have uh, released a new logo. Have you had a chance to have a look at this one, Nick? Yeah, not the biggest change in the world, is it? Um, bolder font, thicker lines. They've taken a few out, so simplified it a little bit and um, gotten rid of the green. So definitely a monogram now than a, than anything. More like than anything. With- most think most things right. They've they're just simplifying it for the modern yeah. era. It's really, the way logos are going. Yeah, uh, 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 being able to apply it across all those things, all of those uh, different uh, applications. But yeah, I like it. I mean, there's not really too much that's changed. Um, it's a bit cleaner, yeah. uh, easier to read at smaller levels. Um, still recognizable, I think. So yeah, yeah, doesn't it hasn't really changed for the last. 90 years has it other than the odd update and drop of metal effects and stuff. Exactly. Which <laughs> I think with a brand like Aston Martin, you kind of, you, you've got that. Um, the brand recognition. People yeah. You've got that the, brand recognition. The wings you are. You don't want to let it go. You know, you, you, there's no need to let it go. Right. Especially when it's seen as sort of that like prestige kind of, brand in some cases mm-hmm. and i guess the the bond reference doesn't hurt it either no those two nearly come hand in hand yeah except for one or two movies i think I'm pretty sure there, was, <laughs> there was one or two movies where that partnership didn't um wasn't in a good spot for whatever reason i can't remember yeah i remember a few but... yeah yep uh closer to our neck of the woods at least in sport anyway manchester city released 2022-23 third kit inspired by street art uh in contrast to their classic sky blue home shirt and red black away kit man city has opted for a neon green third kit to give their shirt collection a bright new lease of life for the season puma has launched it with the slogan play forever as the shirts pay homage to a different form of play associated with Manchester, the street art. You a fan? Yeah, I don't. I don't mind it. Um, the the sort of stripes across also relate to the 
worker bee, which is a big thing in Manchester. Um, Manchester United have done it a few times as well. And it reminds me of a kit they had uh, probably about seven years ago now. Um, basically the same colours, same sort of almost blurred out effect where the black finishes. So, um, mm -hmm. no, when I first saw them use it on the opening game of the season, I didn't hate it. It's, just, it's different, but it's, you know, good on them for doing it. Where is, like, the street art coming into this? Is it the... Yeah. The, is it, is, are we supposed to be looking at spray paint? Like, is that... I think that was the, the justification. For right. It. Okay. <laughs> Um. Yeah, the the reference I sort of understand more is definitely the worker bee thing, but also you don't associate that lime kind of color with with a bee either. So you could yeah. argue it's. I don't mind the design. I I think it's a different way of applying the hoops, right? Uh, yeah. I think it's a little bit far fetched to say. That there's it's a street <laughs> art inspired. <laughs> People know my uh they've heard my comments on marketing in the past. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, I mean there's so many more things you could do if we're talking street art, right? Like I think yeah. we, there was one kit that you showed us uh a few episodes ago. Geez, it might have even been ten or twelve episodes now yeah. with some heavy yeah. street art influence in it. Um this doesn't speak street art to me at all. No, and there's um that Liverpool one I brought up with the whole music scene, the psychedelic lines and stuff that, you know, that clearly relates to disco and stuff. So, yeah. Um, anyway, good on the marketing department. <laughs> <laughs> it looked good on field at least. <laughs> yeah. And it's green. Down sort of. Alley, man. Yeah, nearly. nearly. <laughs> or is it yellow? Are we talking neon green, neon yellow? It's a conversation for another day. We need to have that argument. I think I would say probably neon green. Yeah, I think I'm with yeah. you. I don't think it's quite yellow. Ah, sticking on the uh, yellow and green theme here, um, Brazil have released their 2022 World Cup kit. Uh, and check out the collar detail on this, the uh, little Brazilian flag on the button underneath the, on the button tab. Um, yes. Listeners How good is can't that? see that, but I'm nodding in severe agreeance. I think that <laughs> is just a perfect, something we just haven't seen, right? Nah. Well, I yeah. haven't seen it. You were, yeah, to even think of something like that's bloody cool. And, and yeah, it's, it's such a little feature that you won't even see 90% of the time with, with most players buttoning up their shirt. But Yeah. So let's just describe this a little bit more. Sorry. Let's just describe this yeah. a little bit more for the listeners, right? So it's an internal um, placard. Yeah, I suppose. And it's, what is it? A one button sort of that Placket. modern collar that doesn't have the fold, but it's just like the Chelsea collar on yep. their away kit for people who know that. So it's an open placket, single button tab collar with, uh, I suppose, ribbed neckline coming into the the. The, the placket, the internal placket is the green of yep. the, the base of the uh, Brazilian flag. And then it's got what we can only explain. I don't think it's sublimated. I think it's no, an it's additional. A, it's like um, glue, glued on or. Uh, it's a heat seal or some sort of. Yeah, it's uh, like, um, it's not heat seal, but the, when you sort of 
glue seams together. I think it's that kind of thing. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in a yellow diamond sitting on top of the green and then with a standard blue button stitched or sewn in on top of that uh, to give a simplified effect of the Brazilian flag. It's yeah, great. I had, I had to look up the Brazilian flag, obviously, just to, like, compare, and it, it does. It looks exactly the same just because the way the the world looks on the flag obviously you get the buttonholes but that can sort of argue that's the white detail with the stitching so yeah yeah it's fantastic it's, it's cool <laughs> so yeah good. this is from footy headlines so again we'll include all of the images in the episode description so have a look for yourself um yeah. more more to break down here if you don't mind nick sorry yeah the, the uh the rest of the kit's got a sort of in the weave design through it um sort of Brazilian art inspired, I'm guessing. Yeah, okay. Thought it was it's a almost bit... kind of like leopard printy, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit yeah. primal looking is what I was thinking. Um, yeah, but again, it's it's what they're pushing out at the moment with, um, with these textured yeah. woven uh, applications, isn't it? It's, it's that next level of, of detailing that I just, I really love. Using that infamous Nike template too. <laughs> the, um, I figured out what it reminds me of actually recently. It's, it's the Manchester, it's not Manchester United. Sorry guys. It's the, um, Adidas template from a few years ago. Um, mm -hmm. and they had very similar, like low cut raglan, but it was also a set and it had the seam going over the shoulder. Um, and then it came to a V neck sort of ribbed collar. Okay. At the time. Um, yeah, it's not the best pattern in the world to look at, is it? It doesn't yeah. really accentuate the shoulders, but um, no. that's what they're going with for this year. Good on them. Good on them for trying something different. I think a lot of the time you can't, you can't criticize for, for making an effort to go a little bit different, I think. Yeah. Yeah, sure, it doesn't pay off, but you don't want to see the same thing year in, year, in, year out, right? So, yeah, big swings, sometimes you're going to make some misses. Yeah, that's right. Um, but the little details on it and the the sort of in-the-weave designs, I think, elevate this kit above most, most of the Nike ones we've seen come out so far this season. Mm-hmm. You've just showed, um, showed me an example of the... Adidas one, and I yeah. probably have to say, I think the Nike one is done better than the yeah. Adidas one. <laughs> Which I know you won't like. <laughs> the colors not great <laughs> on no. the Adidas one, is it? No, I no. wasn't a fan of that one. No. Uh, and sticking with Nike, we'll move to or well, stateside now. The Golden State Warriors released their new statement uniform, which is basically an alternate or in a way. In the NBA, um, classic, just the navy blue base with massive thick yellow lines around the uh, huge shoulders and neckline. Um, neckline's different to the standard basketball jerseys. Um, I think this is super, super modern kind of basketball look at the moment. I'm really liking the sort of matte look that's come in in the last 10 years or so in basketball rather than the real shiny 
jerseys of the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, now this one's kind of up my alley. Not the biggest fan of the shorts, I'm going to have to say. <laughs> it nearly... So what we're looking at here is... Uh, man, how do you describe... I'm sure there's a terminology for those yeah. shorts. Um, it's like a side panel that comes down and around into the middle of the shorts, doesn't it? Yeah, cur- curves around into the inner seams, and it, it nearly looks like they're wearing like two pairs of shorts in a way. Yeah. You're wearing old-school, high-basketball shorts, yeah. uh, and then you're wearing a second pair underneath. Um, so I, I guess the way that the, the design has been executed, it, it looks like you've got quite a thick... Uh, trim following around some curved edged shorts, um, which is just piping that's about three quarters of the way down the the leg mm. of of the shorts themselves, and then some more two toned linear type design after that. Yeah, uh, that's the only thing that's letting it down for me. I think that would have been just a much cleaner design from a whole kit on on court uh, kit perspective. If um if those shorts were just yeah a little bit simpler but look yeah. there might be some history there that I'm I'm not familiar <laughs> with that's that's why it's pulled in I think I agree with you on the shorts there um but yeah the the sing or the the jersey the singlet itself mm. super classy they yeah probably could have left the short detail off and the simplification on the jersey as well like just clean golden state font yeah um in a slight curve along the chest classic classic um or college style yeah font numbers i think yeah it's the font's probably called college probably is. <laughs> from the font knowledge <laughs> just off the top of my head <laughs> yeah real simple um but yeah well executed yeah it does actually have quite a college look to it now that i'm yeah. looking at the um one of the promo images again, which I think is is neat. Yeah, yeah, that that yellow pop say on the on the navy base. It doesn't need any more like design to go with it. They've Great used combo. the number and the the sort of text as the design, which is cool. Yeah. Um, and then sticking with America, the NHL are ending their uh kit manufacturing deal with adidas in 23 24 so another couple years for the for adidas i think they've done quite a good job with their nhl jerseys um they'll be moving on and something i find interesting on sort of american sports is the way they have a league-wide kit manufacturer um, we'll have to get someone from the US on at some point. I, I imagine that it's some sort of collective bargaining agreement, yeah. right? Like having all of the the clubs on board means the pie is a lot juicier um, for for those involved. It's a bigger selling point. Yeah. Um, and it means you can do these um, big league-wide uh, city jersey gimmicks or, or whatever, the throwbacks. That kind of thing. Yeah, there's more Pacific synergy. Though. Yeah, across the league, um, and I think a lot of it is, from what I recall, when I was looking into the the Miami Heat stuff a while ago, when they started releasing the um, what is it, Miami Knights 
designs is a lot of it's done in-house anyway or they're working with their in-house teams so it's not like here in australia where we've got league-wide um apparel supplies for certain leagues and you kind of getting that template design just with different colors or different branding on it yeah uh so working you know with the clubs a lot more there is still a lot of points of difference between all the teams um, so yeah, that was something you guys discussed with Cal too, wasn't it? About him having a say in a couple of the Maroons jerseys or or the pre-match jerseys, captain's run. Yeah, uh, and then yeah, stuff coming up in the next year or two as well. That's sort of club uh, they've had a say on club led yeah, yeah. Um, that's a great plug actually thanks for mentioning it the um the the conversation that we had with callan jones from qrl uh two or three episodes ago uh, great episode great insight into the day-to-day of qrl and the recent rebrand of the qrl brand and umbrella underneath um including the, all, all the sub teams and sub brands including the queensland maroons so if you haven't listened to that one yet um highly recommend you go and check it out yeah, go get on it so just circling back so sorry with, with the yep. nhl so they've come out and announced that they're not going to partner with adidas at the end of 2024 yeah, I suppose sort of Adidas have announced they won't renew their deal. Okay, um, yeah. So I, I guess it goes a bit both ways. Um, and yeah, Adidas will produce the jerseys for the next two seasons uh, before a new company come in. So obviously, you know, people are throwing out names like Nike and Reebok and, and other places like that to mm-hmm. to come in. Um, Nike do a lot of the international stuff mm-hmm. uh, so olympics hockey yeah so they've they've got experience in that um reebok i think did it in the early 2000s i'm probably wrong there but yeah i do recall reebok being on there we'll have to and get my... a um we'll have to get a us one of our us friends will have to get to come yeah. on at some point and explain <laughs> it to us a little bit more <laughs> for sure uh, and we'll stay in America. Another one. Who who put the news in this week? Far we're, out. We're traveling abroad, all overseas. Uh, and yeah, in the uh, MLB, the Cincinnati Reds and Chicago Cubs have unle- unveiled their uh, new Fields of Dreams uniforms. So clubs encouraged to sort of throw back to early twentieth century designs. And um, the first game last year field of dreams games was held in iowa in the cornfield so first ever game in iowa um between the yankees and the white Sox, and then yeah this year the reds and the cubs super classic the designs the the caps are the things i like on on these how old school they look with the very old looking cub kind of yeah icon <laughs> and yeah. the the c on the cap not matching the c on the Reds jersey, which is something you wouldn't some, really see you very would... often these days. Eh? Yeah, yeah, you'd see that a hundred years ago with different years and different manufacturers being used and stuff. Really what amazes good. me too is how similar their C icons are on both Chicago and Cincinnati's teams themselves. All right, there's probably some history there on that. We'll have yeah. to dive into 
again um, get someone from the US to come in and have a chat with us. But <laughs> yeah, I really dig that uh, the reds, uh, the cap there, the the, the white pinstriped white cap with the pinstripes. I think it's quite navy. Might be black yeah, there. navy pinstripes. Yeah, yeah. That um that stylized red C on there. Yeah, and then the Digging red up. like tape around the yeah of the head part, which is. <laughs> It's different, isn't it? It's quite cool. Yeah. For Between something the crown different. And the brim. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was on the original, these these photos from however long ago they were, hundred years ago. Pretty pretty cool to look at. So Yeah. I um, love this stuff, like just going back yeah. into the history of it all. I think it's fantastic. Apparently, yeah. um white versus cream isn't something you see very often these days either. So um Apparently it was quite big in the 80s and 90s when the Astros went on the road in their cream uniforms. So, okay. yeah, that's another different one for this game as well. But I suppose something that was, I guess, meant to be news, or well, we might dive a bit deeper into it. Um, I came across 11 Manchester United 90s prototype shirts revealed the other day. Not often you get to see the samples of kits that never got released, so I thought worthy of a bit of a dive. Sure. Um, so the first one, I guess everyone who knows the 90s will know how crazy the designs were and, and all that stuff, and they subbed everything. And... It was a different time, wasn't it? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> everything was wider than it was longer, even though the human body doesn't look like that. Yes. Um, the sleeves were about eight sizes too big. The shoulder seams went down to some people's elbows. So <laughs> all yeah, a very different time. I'm looking at a photo here now of Bex. And yeah, it's nearly like the the sleeves are the sleeves are finishing down near his biceps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Bex with his nineties locks. Boy band hair. <laughs> and Roy Keane, the angriest man on a football field. So what do you got for us? Yeah, the first one that sort of pops up is the 1992-94 home kit. Um, basically exactly the same as what the kit actually ended up being without a sponsor, so not much to talk about there. Um, mm -hmm. But another sample from that year was an interesting one. Um, laced collar, red body with white sleeves, which is very unusual for Manchester United. It was actually a template used that year for Aston Villa. Um, so it was sort of the claret maroon um, body with sky blue sleeves. Okay. Uh, and then there's this sort of weird white arch yoke thing that follows the line of the head hole. Yeah, what, do you what would you call, call that? that? <laughs> I'm sure there's a term for it. Yeah. That, that. Whatever it is, isn't a good look, though. <laughs> um, so definitely glad they went with what they did with the previous image there. Um, and we'll we'll put all this link up so people can see what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, the next one that people came across, well, next one that's sort of been released is the 94 Away Kit, I guess you could say, third kit. Um a white and black version of what ended up being this, which I'll just show you. Okay. 
Should we be putting a stinger on? This is like next jersey reveal. This is ten jersey reveals in one. Where's the stinger? Next jersey reveal. <laughs> so, oh, okay. yeah, this was a very weird one. It was a blue kit with black, sort of almost like wooden floor texture, mm. I guess, um, and a massive Man United logo off to sort of. Would you say it's a better representation than what perhaps the Parramatta Eels, which their ends? jersey this year around the bark on the trees (laughs) that's what i think of when i look at this yeah it definitely reminds you more of a wooden texture than that jersey did yeah Uh, i think what what do we reckon on the collar as well on this sample it's just a standard crew neck with a red uh trim piece and i much prefer the the one that you've yeah the one you've showed me um the one you've shown me with a more of a blue base with the black it's got a black collar around it um yeah i think that so that's the one that they did end up using right yeah yeah the blue yeah so i think they made the right choice there (laughs) i definitely think so not that that uh blue one is standing up in today's world (laughs) (sighs) look it's better than some of the other stuff that's that i've seen and been pushed out that's for sure (laughs) And the next one is the f- sort of famous Newton Heath away kit, um, which people will remember from 1994. So the green and yellow half and a half shirt. Um, the sample was very interesting with a massive Man United logo halved with the sort of um, rail logo, which mm-hmm. is where the team sort of come from. It was a railway team. Um, and Newton Heath was their original name. So original colours, original name came back in 94, and, and that was the sample. But here's the the real thing. And take a look at this marketing shot. How good is that? All <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> the players with slicked back hair, uh, I assume fake moustaches. Um, Sir Alex Ferguson and a... <laughs> Mustaches. How good is that? <laughs> oh, what's the? Uh, I'd love to be reading the text behind this. This is this is fantastic. Yeah. So that jersey had a laced collar as well. It was big in the sort of mid nineties with with a few teams bringing that back. Um, the collar, I think, is a nicer collar with the black trim as well. And then dropping the huge logo was a, a good <laughs> good choice. Yeah, they probably could have gone with the yellow lace. Um, yeah, the, the laced up neckline I think probably works a bit better than the the navy blue. But they are wearing navy blue shorts here, right? So perhaps that's the tie-in. Yeah, black black shorts. Um, oh, it's yeah, black. Isn't black, it? Sorry. and then I guess the sharp logo was added as well. So yeah, you've probably taken away the logo to fit that in. Um, and then the black shield around the logo as well, which uh, has been bought back in 2022 as well. We talked about that last week, I think. <laughs> yep. Uh, next on the list, there's sort of a blue version of that. So it was just blue with another lace collar with red laces. I don't actually hate that one. You are in pre-show chat. We're talking a bit of, <laughs> a bit of smack about this one, though. So. <laughs> yeah, <during> it. <laughs> yeah, just a shirt. 
It's just a shirt. Same with the next one. It's just a black shirt. No, that's probably all right. The the next one, if you did want to mention it there, I mean, there's not a lot going on, but it's out of all of the ones that we're looking at here, it's probably the one that I like. (laughs) Yeah, so supposedly this was the next one's a sample from sort of 95-ish, basically just a black shirt black collar red and white trim on the edges white sort of backing on the inside of the collar Mm -hmm. um and i've just shown you what sort of actually came out uh and it was black with sort of golden navy trim much prefer that actually now that i'm looking at that i think they made the right call there i think that's a Again, still very 90s. It even looks yep. like the major sponsor on the front is embroidered, which is a massive embroidery. Uh, it's uh, uh, it's not embroidered. It's like a, it was almost like a 3D felt. Ah, uh, okay. Yep. It's like stuck that. on, like bonded on. Yeah. Yeah. A strip clock or something like that, heat sealed on. Okay. That makes a little bit more sense to me. So it's, it, we got a bit of texture to the sponsor on the front. Yeah. 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 No, that's cool. Um, yeah. One, one thing you can't criticize the, European football for is they definitely like to try new things no matter how terrible or outlandish it is. So Yeah. Well that's something I was talking to a friend about the other day is and we've we've talked about it before is all these Australian teams try to be so on brand and, and yeah, conservative all the time with their colours and then you've got these massive and I suppose they get away with it because they are massive brands over in Europe and, and America that sort of just Oh yeah, we'll have a pink away kit this year, even though we've never done that. And the next year it'll be bright yellow. And yeah, so funny because wasn't there so much criticism when the new EPL uh, came out? God, that was probably close to ten years ago now. Um, around how non-traditional it was. I think, man, the behavior. Sort of lion icon, yeah. Lion icon. That's right. And even the color combos, like gone with yeah. that that kind of purple color. Um, I just think, man, all of the teams, all of the teams in that league do not, well, I will confess, you know, I'm not following them all. So that maybe I'm stereotyping a little bit there, but the majority of the teams all go out and about and, and try all outlandish different things. How can you expect yeah. anything less than from the league itself? And, you know, in hindsight, that, that logo is, stood up quite well and the branding I think has stood up quite well. Yeah, I think it's it's fantastic. Whereas some of the stuff that we're looking at here now is perhaps not <laughs> stood up so well. But, you know. Have you seen the um Russian Premier League logo? Maybe I Just have. Speaking but... of this um English one, I always look at it and think it's probably very inspired by the Premier League logo. Um okay. it's like a Russian bear. Should I be Googling it or are you going to uh, send it to? Just sent you through an image, yeah. Oh, that's think... a new sports logo if I haven't seen <laughs> one. I actually, I actually quite like this one. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, mean... it's like, what's that effect called? The sort of 3D where you see one side red and one side blue and then um, it creates the shape of a lion head. So I, I don't cool. know I mean, what yeah. the terminology is, but... I guess this it's best described as like the TikTok effect, right? Like, tic, you know, the TikTok logo's kind of got that overlay of blue yep. and red on either side and yep. seems to be having a comeback now and a few, you know, it's trending again across a few different things. But 
Yeah, this is a quite a bolder version of that. It's it's not overlaid or anything. It's flat, but still using the same theory. It's talking esports to me, but you know I don't hate it. So it's yeah, than that, I, um, what was that? That uh, was it. One of the South American leagues that we were looking at a couple of weeks ago when we said, "Oh, geez, it might have even been episode one, the terrible, terrible rebrands episode where." Uh, the the league logo changed from this nice, you know, highly detailed thing to just a circle. Uh, yeah, four letters in it. Which one was that again? Oh, that's the um the Spain. Oh, sorry, it was yes. Football Federation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the medicine logo. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> at least this has you know this has still got personality yeah. to it. No, nah, definitely. Definitely like this one. Um, and yeah, back to the sort of United samples. There's a blue version of their 98.99 home kit, which is quite interesting to see it that way around. Um, the the home kits are classic. But yeah, they won the, the treble. So they won the Premier League and FA Cup in, in the red version with the Umbro sort of taping down the top of the shoulders and sleeve. Yes. Um, black so, trim. What are your thoughts on this, Nicholas? Completely reverse it. <laughs> uh, no, let, I, um... let's, talk, let's talk supplier logos plastering down the sides of sleeves. <laughs> what are your thoughts on it? Be honest. What? Tell us the truth. Hummel, is it Hummel or Hummel? Hummel yeah. do it um, with their sort of chevron. They've always Cap-up. done it. Kappa do it, don't they? I've seen Nike do it on sort of like streetwear and casual wear. Yeah, never I suppose seen, I've never seen Nike do it on a on a team on kit. field jersey. Yeah, um, Adidas clearly are the standouts with this around. Yeah, right. Although I suppose Adidas they do it a little bit differently in that it's not their logo with the text. No down the it's not the the three stripe logo uh, ten, oh, 10 times down the sleeve i can put up with the adidas stripes i get it because yeah. it's an element i just do a little bit of vomit in my mouth and every <laughs> time i see something like this where it's umbro's logo repeated down the sleeves i cannot Stand the Kappa logo and especially cannot stand it when it's running down the legs of tracksuit pants or running down the sleeves of a... And that doesn't even... Like, they haven't rotated it or anything. The Umbro, to me, works better than the Kappa because it's, you know, like, it goes up the sleeve, whereas Kappa's, like, their logo landscape down things. Yeah. It's still ugly, though. Yeah. Like, I, I know this is personal opinion and, you know, whatever, art is all relative to your own taste but i just look at this and i just think it's it's an eyesore on the <laughs> on the jersey um particularly the next one we're going to talk about too yeah i suppose um to me that that home jersey from 99's kind of i'm looking at it through rose tinted glasses and i cannot be swayed that it's not one of the best oh, i've I'll ever seen i'll twist it <laughs> But I, I can see your point, and I agree when it's like Kappa, and I don't mind it so much with Hummel because the Chevron's just a nicer element. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then Adidas, everyone knows I like an Adidas t-shirt, so. It's not just a t-shirt. <laughs> so, um, so, sorry, just explain to us. So the next, the next shirt that we're looking at here is? Yeah, it's uh, basically a white version of the 1999 home kit. Um, and they released uh, the, the sort of away kit from that season they released is kind of the one they've paid homage to this season with the white and the black and red stripes on the sleeves and I'll just send you that and they ended up going with some banding across the almost stomach when mm. it gets that low it's quite um, low isn't it yeah they've gone below the sponsor um, just above the neck I think it sits in the same family as the home kit but it's it's good to have a change up and it's not just a white version of the home the home shirt Yep, trending a shield in a shield again as well. <laughs> Come on, guys, what are we doing? <laughs> they do love a shield in a shield. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then in 2000, it was very weird, this one. I've always thought this was a weird Manchester United one, the sort of navy blue, almost cotton-looking kit. And the <laughs> sorry, the, the real one they released in 2000, the away kit, had... It was navy with the sort of white grey pinstriping um, and logos where you'd expect them. So left chest for the team logo, manufacturer on the right, sponsor on the centre. Um, but the samples had logos down the middle. Yeah. Um, what are your? Could this be the early relics of the centre aligned logo? Yeah, you love a centre aligned logo. I eh? uh, don't put words in my mouth, mate. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why is it on like? the next step down of the pinstripes too. It's so um, low. I think I think what we're looking at is the bottom of the the tab there. I think that, yeah. that pinstripe. It sort of goes through that pinstripe, doesn't it? Yeah. And where's the manufa- manufacturer's logo on that one too? I would would have guessed it would have been in that next step up, eh? Yeah, that's probably it. So uh well done for making the right call back then. Yes. Um Who's doing it at the moment? Is it Puma or is everyone starting to do it? The center line logo? Uh, oh, it's a every few yearly things someone will come out with it. Okay. Just don't yeah. do it. Just, Just don't, don't do, it. do it. Stop it. I don't mind some of them. Some of them do look okay. But this, this render looks like they're going to play golf. They've, they've ditched the football pitch and they're off to, um, to go for a few swings. Am I being dumb when I say it looks cotton? No. It looks like an old school rugby jersey, eh? It does a little bit, yep. Those massive sleeves really don't help. Like I know yeah. we've talked about a couple of times. That um, Do you reckon there was a theory that uh, if, if the sleeves were that big that they might <laughs> get called for handball as much? <laughs> no, like, like we I knew do. what a body shape was. We had fitted clothing in the 90s and 2000s. Yeah, we look at um, kits Skip. from the 70s and 80s and they fit like, they were really fitted. Yeah. Was it just the fashion trends of the time? There's got to be some. I reckon that's what it is. Let's put it down to the fact that uh, you could get away with less because, no, no, it just touched my sleeve. It didn't actually touch my arm. And that was the same in, like, rugby and basketball yeah. when they had shorts down to their calves. Uh, <laughs> doesn't that still happen now or are they slightly changed that I think no, they've I... found a happy medium in um, 
basketball shorts these days. They went from the 80s where it was like booty shorts. <laughs> and then uh, early 2000s, they were looked like guys walking on the street with their pants below their bum kind of thing. Yeah. Crotched down by their knees. Yeah. And definitely. now they're just some right. shorts. Yeah. Just above right. the knees. I found a happy medium. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I think probably your favorite one, just speaking earlier, is this unreleased goalkeeper kit. What is that? That's one of the worst things I've ever seen. It looks like almost like a training jacket with the zip up collar. <laughs> really a uh, sci fi astronaut. Yeah, uh, that too. NASA style spacesuit in a way, isn't it? The, the pin, the pin striping really doesn't help. In fact, it kind of, uh, it like meets in the middle. Yeah. It's, it's kind so of got weird. that curved geographic. What is it? Topographic kind topographic, of, yeah. yeah, not, not, not extreme, you know, just one or two bows in it, but it really, um, uh, emphasizes that, um, that panel that's that kind of curves around well i guess it is nearly around the belly button isn't it? um yeah. uh, with almost like ribbed almost yeah. like a woolen jumper kind of look to it yeah yeah i don't know uh what are they saying here this goalkeeper shirt didn't get chosen in the end either as preferred yeah well i can definitely see why some more <laughs> modern designs <laughs> Man, Sharp stuck around for a long time, didn't they? Sharp was there throughout, yeah, most of the 90s. Well, wow. probably all, all of the 90s, actually. Wow. Um, even Umbro, for that matter, too. Yeah, it was Adidas up until 1992, I think, because the sort of famous awake, yeah, it was 90 to 92, the blue and white one. Um, and yeah, Umbro stuck around until, yeah, 2002, so 10 years. Someone at Umbro's just um, cleaned out their office. They've gotten the sack and they're done. Yeah. And they've just cleaned out their office and found all of these replica, uh, sorry, all of these um, pre-production samples and gone, oh, I'm just going to make a bit of money here and yeah. take them photos and give them off to footy headlines. And that is one of the perks of sort of working in the industry, isn't it, is you get to see all those unreleased <laughs> samples yeah. it's quite cool yeah definitely you're getting those one-offs um yeah. you know you might get some samples of them so some samples of some items made and then in the completely wrong color or something's gone entirely wrong with your um with your artwork or your concept uh look yeah that's a pro some cons as well as you could spend 45 hours on thing and then it at the at the eleventh hour it gets pulled and it never sees the light of day and your heart and soul has been yeah <laughs> working on that project for... a design you're pushing along and uh <laughs> suddenly the club hates it and you've got this sample that you yeah you'd swear by and uh the club, the league, the fan, yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes even things get to a point where they're announced and released and uh, or, or even players for that matter if we're talking topic a couple of weeks ago yeah <laughs> so yeah look it has its perks you get these one-off things um like with anything in any niche industry i guess um yeah there's these items that stay hidden in cupboards for years and years and years on end and 
finally some make lucky fans. Yeah, some lucky fan ends up with the only version of it in existence of this random kit that's never been released. And is it worth any money? Who knows? I think they will be, yeah. I think they yeah. would be. How how much would you put down? If if you were to pick one there, how much would you put down on? Ah, oh, look. <laughs> Don't know if I'd put any money on any of them. <laughs> Maybe the the green and yellow one just for history's sake. Sure. Um you got to get the one with the laced up neckline. Yeah, any of them. Um I guarantee you'd get get some money though for some of the stuff that never gets released that has been worked on and that we get to work with. Yeah. I'll go the uh hmm <laughs> the goalkeeper shirt. Yeah, I'll go the NASA astronaut spacesuit. Looks like it would keep you warm in winter, <laughs> so it's practical. Fair call. Putting it in <laughs> use. Uh, hey, what are your thoughts, uh, listeners? Hello. Um, if you could uh, put your money down on any of those, which one would you go for? Or uh, more importantly, have you got some other unreleased uh, images that you reckon we should talk about? Uh, other unreleased kits that you think we should talk about, uh, send them through. You can via our email at fielddesignpodcast at gmail.com or send us a message, comment, or tag us via Instagram at fielddesignpodcast. Speaking of, uh, we've had a few people reach out over the last week. Uh, the Jersey Draw. Love the last episode. Uh, this is uh, from our conversation with Callan from QRL. As a blue, I'm jealous of how Queensland do their logos Apart from that one with the gold piping that you mentioned, yes, we did talk about the, that um, that kit. Makes so much sense to unite all the logos under what we've done this year. Even when our jersey design is good, the thousands of logos spoil it. Thanks for the insight on how it all came together. You're welcome, the jersey draw. Definitely agree. Eh? Um, as an outsider, the Queensland jerseys definitely have always been a little bit better from from me looking out from the outside in. Yeah, what are you, a uh, new, what is it, a Queens? Uh... Queensland <laughs> with a Z? Yes. <laughs> Although I am a Blues fan too, which is weird uh, to say. Uh, yes, yes, very awkward. Different Auckland sport. Blues. <laughs> this is from The Messenger uh, on the Cowboys, so exclusive confirmation via uh, designer for the North Queensland Cowboys, Mari, via our Instagram, confirming that uh, a little bit of band that we had in an earlier episode, a red, line, red key line text around the Cowboys uh, wording will be removed from the logo for next year. Uh, so from the messenger on Instagram needs a cleanup. I would have thought that they would have stuck with the 20th anniversary logo, similar to what is did. It's a stronger icon without it, it being the star also feels like I can, it can be a unique symbol in Australian sporting landscape. The star cheapens it. Um, I think a few people, few of the uh, team here at Field of Design have responded to that with different <laughs> opinions. I am very much of the opinion that the the star is a strong element of the logo. I do concede that it does need a bit of a tidy up. Um, there's a few old school, mm, um, few old school lineup issues and and uh, touch ups that need to happen with the logo, in my opinion, and 
Mari didn't confirm everything. She just confirmed that the red key line was, in fact, disappearing. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that the, the star kind of needs to stay. But that's my opinion. And our mate Kit, he, uh, what did he? He said the opposite, didn't he? Yes. Yep. Kit, <laughs> Kit, is, Kit is a big fan of, of removing the, the star. Uh, I can see the, the thought behind it. Um, it's a strong icon in itself. Yep. Um, it doesn't need the star. I, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like the star completes and locks up the entire logo. Um, yep. as I said, it definitely, you know, I do concede it definitely needs, in my opinion, um, some tidy up and some realignment and stuff like that, particularly around where the bull horns and the, the points of the horizontal line, uh, how do you describe the star? The, yeah. The three points. o'clock and nine o'clock points, points <laughs> east and west. Yeah, there you go. Um, you know, and how they line up with the horns and the size and the, the thickness and stuff like that. But yeah, that's just me. We're all different, and that's cool. This is from uh, Murph via Instagram in response to the Manly Pride jersey, um, and I will say that I just have slightly edited Murph's. Um, comment because it c- did come through via direct message and I uh, wasn't sure how much of it he did want to publicize. So some opinions based on the players um, and the response of Manly have been edited. So Murph, I apologize if you did want all that in, um, but um, I have cut some of that out. So he's just saying here, g'day fellas, love the rainbow Manly jersey. It looks a bit like the hoops are digital. I had to pre-order after missing the rush. So look forward to adding it to my growing manly collection. Um, Murph did also criticize us a little bit, I think from sitting on the fence as far as our opinions go. Um, and yeah, we had a, a few say we did sit on the fence and a few say we didn't, didn't we? And um, I think just on that episode, you know, we, we can have our opinions, but it was also our sort of livelihood and our, um, our job and we're under contract with our employers and the teams are in contract with our employers as well. So we definitely have to be mindful of what we're, we're putting out there. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think, you know, our, our episode description, um, look, episode description made it quite clear. I think we're all clear without necessarily being offensive to anyone. Um, I definitely conceded after the episode, looking back that I was a little bit passive and, you know, perhaps I could have been more open and, um, forward with my opinions. Um, and yeah, look, I think it's fair to say, and we, we did all agree that we do disagree with, um, a lot of the responses in the media, a lot of the, um, the actions that certain players took and even perhaps the uh, NRL and the, the, the club. But, um, you know, as you said, we've, you know, there's, you know, we've, we've got to be cautious about how aggressive we're discussing these things. Um, But, you know, I I would say I fundamentally agree with the dialogue that came out of the decision of those seven players. And I don't think that we need to be any more offensive than that. Yeah. And I think, you know, not speaking for Kit, but it was an episode where he was able to get his 
sort of feelings across being being his sort of jersey. So um, yeah, sorry we couldn't say too much more, but we do have to keep some things <laughs> to ourselves. Yep. This is from MD Stu underscore. Uh, great podcast, well delivered. You didn't sit on the fence, so there we yes, go. Yes, we didn't. We didn't this time. Um, <laughs> it was a great design. Loved it. You said about being on the right side of history and a great kit to be represented representative of that. So yeah, we de- definitely agree. We did the call out, Nicholas, for uh, other pride, pride jerseys. jerseys, and our great friends over at RL Jerseys sent us through this comment and also DM'd us the link. So Forward Madison has some great pride jerseys. They play in the US League one. Uh, US League One, which is like third division soccer in the USA. They've released three pride kits so far. They are a club who always releases wacky jerseys and their pride jerseys are no different. Uh, here's the links to the jerseys, which has two of the three pride jerseys. So we'll include that link in the episode description as have well. I, um, have I mentioned these guys to you before? I feel like it. you have. Yeah, yeah maybe. I probably. A... I think it's off, off air, but yeah, these guys always have some of the best looking sort of crazy jerseys out there always sort of that's sort of Miami blue and pink. So mm-hmm. yep. they're, they're one of the more creative clubs and um, why not if you're a sort of lower level team to get some sales. And I did check out the link there and I picked up one of the pride jerseys, which I, yeah, definitely actually quite loved. I think again, it was a topographics, style looking jersey with those thin pinstripe lines yep. in in some wavy um wavy directions and yeah i dig that one this is from sean castelline and sean i remembered your earlier message around how to pronounce your name so hopefully i got it right mate <laughs> uh this is in response to robo dog so the heritage jersey for the western bulldogs uh, Robodog was designed by a guy who did several of the 90s AFL logos, including Adelaide's. Can't remember his name for the life of me. Well, uh, Sean, you've got a bit of time now to research that and get back to us with, um, with who it was. Yeah, go find him. We'll reach out. And this is from MHS Teamware. Uh, got a chance, just got a chance to listen to the great episode with fantastic insight with Cal Jones Creative. I really enjoyed hearing of the in-depth research that went into the rebrand, the results speak for themselves. Couldn't agree more, mate. Yep, and we'll have um, plenty of guests coming up in the next few episodes, or not the next few, but sporadically throughout. So um, keep it locked and you can hear from other people than just us. And what's the best way for people to keep up to date with that, Nick? Uh, subscribe. It is. Many, many stars. <laughs> All the stars. That's it. So if you uh, if you just come on and listen and like what you're hearing, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast using your app. Um, and feel free to share the podcast with anyone else who you think might be interested in the field of design. Well, just listen to it twice so we get more listens. No. <laughs> doesn't work that way mate oh, that's, that's <laughs> the, dumb the system knows the system knows if you listen to it more than once i mean i mean if it's a great episode go back and listen to uh listen to cal and jones's episode again listen to kit's episode um they're both great episodes and yeah as you said definitely more that we've got teed up on the way um 
As you said, Nick, don't forget to leave us a review and some stars on your preferred podcast app. Some How stars. many stars, mate? Some. Some? Yep. Yep. Just give us some. And one's enough, but, you know. Many we'll prefer- like, well, preferably. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think that pretty much wraps it up, mate. Thank you so much for sitting down and having a chat with me this evening. Always fun, my guy. And you are out for a few weeks now, is that right? Oh, yeah. You're off to do something. Things. Off to do shooting people with some lights. Um, it's going to be magnificent. We'll keep you updated. Um, hoping for a final. So we'll see how we go. Going to go one better than what you did last time. Hopefully we go two better. We got third, didn't we? So what is it? Three in a final. So three in a final. You can't really, yeah. you can't really go much better than making the final. And then yeah. Making I, suppose, the final. I suppose second yes. is just the first loser. Second also lost, didn't they? So. Yeah, we'll try. We're up against the three-time defending champs, so be a big ask, but we can uh, we can do it. All right, thanks, mate. See ya.